0: Welcome to the Mount podcast, episode 158. This episode is a review roundup. We're gonna be bringing you some of the very best albums that you might just have missed from the last month or so in heavy metal uh, before we get stuck into all that though oh I'm Mel from Metal Hammer by the way thanks for joining us as always we appreciate it uh, before we get stuck into this week's episode I should tell you to go and pick up the latest issue of Metal Hammer magazine it is out in shops right now across the UK and you can get it delivered straight to your door from tinyurl.com/gethammer that's tinyurl.com/gethammer we've got Ramstein on the cover Of uh, most of the issues anyway as we go inside the 20th anniversary of their amazing mutter album if you go over to wh smith's high street stores you'll actually get a slightly different version of the issue that comes with an exclusive cover involving amy lee of evanescence their ace new album which dropped just a couple of weeks ago is out right now so we talked to amy lee about the new evanescence album uh what she's been doing over the past 10 years it's been a very turbulent uh time for her there's been a lot going on we get stuck into all that and a whole lot more all inside the new issue of metal hammer that is out right now uh, as i say go to tinyurl.com gethammer to get it delivered straight to your door Or go pick it up in your shop. The shops are all opening up again now as well, aren't they? So that is good stuff. Uh, Joining me for this very special review roundup today is the one, the only, Mr. Jonathan Seltzer, Reviews Editor of Metal Hammer. How are you doing, Seltz? I'm very good. Thank you very much. Good to hear, sir. Also joining me today is the one and only Mr. Stephen Hill, Metal Hammer
1: contributor. How are you doing, Steve? I'm good, thanks, mate. I'm really good. All I like about the three of us is we're wearing quite different band T-shirts this week, aren't we? We've got quite we a wide spectrum of music that we're repping. I think we are. I'm rocking. I'm rocking a bit of In
0: Flame, so I'm going to be briefly referencing in uh, in one of my picks for today's show. What
2: have you got on sales? I have got a Church of Ra hoodie. Um, Amon Ra. Jonathan is fuck. Uh, that is
0: that is Jonathan is fuck.
2: Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. I, you know how much I love that band. Um, but see, so it's Church. So so Church of Ra is like all the kind of bands that are affiliated with um, Amen Ra, um, such as uh, Oathbreaker and various others and um yeah it looks like it looks like a sigil so um uh, very wrapping me basically
1: meanwhile steve's gone for something a little bit different yeah, <laughs> ice <it's>... cube <laughs> i think this is probably the only time ice cubes ever going to get mentioned on the hammer. maybe not no
0: not if i've got anything to do with
1: it <laughs> well he was on front of the leader wasn't he so yeah i've got an old school baggy ice cube t-shirt on and uh a sort of grunge plaid shirt over top of it. So I'm sort of dressing my age, really. All the I, I, um,
2: 90- I actually reviewed I think it might've been the first Ice Cube album. I read it for Melody Maker many, many moons ago. Was it America's Most Wanted. Uh, it was, it was the, was it the Adversary or something like that? Something, something like that. It was like oh, 25 years ago or something.
1: More than oh, no. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah but it was pretty. one of his first solo albums. Yeah. And I remember it being absolutely great and really interesting lyrically as well too
0: yeah, the first couple of artists albums are absolutely classic, absolutely amazing yeah, nice. um yeah the, that, that was the uh, first
2: of the west coast rap I used to like I was much more east do
0: you mean um I'm just trying to think what album do you mean do you mean the predator the predator that's the one yeah, yeah. that's a great album as well that America's yeah, most wanted and um uh is it the uh the killer will ep that he did fucking classic anyway that's not what people have tuned in for yeah let's talk about modern (laughs) exciting metal and not crusty old hip-hop we're going to review some of the uh or just kind of talk about some of the killer albums that have been out in the last few weeks that you might have missed there's been some great music out there and um well you guys were both just really gassing this album up before we started so i think we should just start straight with that steve tell me about the dune album
1: Oh, I was going to talk about Lethal Injection by Ice Cube, actually, but um, no. no. <laughs> we'll carry on. Yeah, mate, um, Dune, uh is the first album that I really want to talk about. For those of you who want to go and find this band, it's actually D-V-N-E. The album is called Etemen Aenka, or Aenka, so it's E-T-E-M-E-N-A-E-N-K-A, that is how you spell it. Uh, they're a Scottish band, I believe this is their second record. So they had an album out called Asheran in 2017 and they've just released a follow-up to it. And um, I sort of... I'd heard a few people kind of mention this band before. I have to say I didn't listen to the first album initially. And I had a few people saying to me when, I think the first time they reached a song on, on it called Omega Severa, which is track four on it or track five on it. And a lot of people going, oh, this track's really good. This track's really good. And I don't really like to listen to songs sort of out of the context of the record. So I kind of, in my head, I was like, I should listen to that album when it comes out. But I don't really want to listen to this. I don't. I just don't really like listen to sort of single songs on their own. So I didn't do that. Um, uh, and when it came on, I mean, I had a few people kind of tweeting me going, "Oh, mate, have you heard this? Have you heard this? It's really good." And the second it comes in, um, if you're a fan of, well, of Mastodon, I think the the comparisons with Mastodon and that kind of that kind of progressive post metal sludgy thing, if you like that, I think you're going to have a very very good time with this record, but you know, kind of it's a a concept album, I think it's one of those we talk about concept albums in metal quite a lot, and I mean, I'm not into, I have to be honest, I don't know exactly what the story of the concept is but it's some kind of science fiction thing, but it does really, it's very very cinematic and the second that the the riff comes in on the first song. The first song is called Enuma Ellis, and they they just they do that thing that bands like Mastodon and I guess I guess kind of mid-noughties Opeth and I think Jonathan, you you emailed me just before we started talking, and Isis were a band that got thrown in there, and even you know later on in the album stuff like Deftones and I think even there's there's a song I think it is Omega Severa which has that real you know the the great gig in the sky by Pink Floyd that big um, kind of vocal sort of female vocal wailing female vocal thing or knife party by Deftones it's got that in it Um, it's just one it's one of the most um, dynamic metal records I've heard in a very very long time it's got all kinds of shades of heaviness and melody and pace and it's just it's luscious textures. It's fucking brilliant. This record, so 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 brilliant. And if you're a fan of sort of progressively minded heavy music, I, I think you'll I think you'll be so massively into this. It's really great. Awesome, Jonathan. Yeah.
0: You're, you've been listening to it as well, haven't you? Because it was you two that were talking about it so before we. Uh... Yeah,
2: yeah. I think it, I think it's one of the. It, not just it's one of the going to be one of the great records of the year. It feels like we like a really important record as well, um, in 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 the scope it has, and in the sense of disco- constant sense of discovery you feel while you're listening to it. <coughs> I can see the mass. I can see the Macedon links, um, but I actually think ISIS are much. I, I hear much more ISIS than Macedon in it. Abe um, just in the way in in the manner of the chord progressions but also like it feels like a journey but it also feels slightly adrift in the way that Isis did as well like a bit more of an open-ended journey like with Mastodon you always feel like you've been you've been taken this way and that but you always feel gripped by them but there's a sense of finding a way through a setting where you don't really have all the coordinates for that's very Isis as well and that's what I get in this. And a sense of like loss as well as a sense of destination and arrival. And so I feel I feel all of that with this record. But it's cert- but for all the references we put in it, um, it's certainly their own thing completely. Like you you, you get totally lost in their own world. And it yeah, if this is not if this isn't really high in our albums of the year. It it just feels like a real like it feels like a statement, but it also feels like it's a statement that's been made constantly as it as it progresses as well. So it's it's it's, it's a statement in in progress, as you like. Um, Jonathan's
0: always very on it. With uh, any time Jonathan comes in and has a kind of vibe about what's going to end up topping a, a lot of or at least charting quite highly in a lot of people's albums of the year list, he's always absolutely spot on as well. So I'm really excited about this band and this record.
1: I, I really hope people you know because obviously they're they're not a big band at all. I believe they're supporting Bosk when uh so I mean you know Bosk obviously are, are a great band but not a, a a huge band and I think they're they're when gigs come back they're meant to be supporting Bosk so they're not they're not a massive band but um yeah I agree with all that stuff Jonathan said I mean I think for me as well the album's over an hour long it might it's hold on I'm gonna get exactly how long it is up now it's one hour and seven minutes long right so it's not it's not an easy record to just stick on or you, you would think a kind of an an over an hour of quite complex progressive metal that asks a lot of questions of the listener, they do that thing that bands like Isis and Neurosis and Tool do where they kind of shrink time. It does not feel like an hour. There are songs in here that are kind of nine minutes long that to me, you go, that's kind of shrunk time. That feels like a three-minute single, you know, but they've managed to... And they put they put so much into a single track and they go to so many different places and yet they still manage to make it feel really quite digestible you know like this is not the sort of thing that you would have to um you would have to, it's quite instantaneous for what it is but then it's when you get kind of five six seven eight listens into it and you really start to know all the kind of twists and the bends and you start to kind of you, you start to see the map of the record as a, as a whole um that's when i think it starts to become really really brilliant and i really hope people including like our writers and every just you know people who are interested in uh challenging like i say challenging interesting quite a unique take on an established sound in metal like this is obviously metal that has been you know, kind of cherry picked and magpie and all the kind of best parts of progressive and post and, um, kind of instrumental rock and metal from all over the place. But yeah, they do have their own thing going on. I, I, like I say, I think it's probably, well, not even probably, I think it's definitely my favorite metal record of 2021 so far. Like I really do. If we were doing our albums of the year, today bearing in mind i guess we're only a third of the way through the year but if we were writing it today this would be my album of the year it's fucking
2: brilliant wow huge a, huge words um sorry, yeah, yeah go on, also uh i also um think that the reason why it doesn't feel like an hour long um when you listen to it is because it just has this constant sense of awe and discovery and so you always feel like you're in the moment when you're listening to it and that continues throughout the and that continues throughout the hour Length of the um, album,
1: yeah, and it has kind of interludes, which I mean, sometimes as well, bands will put little kind of instrumental interludes between the quote-unquote songs. But even their interlude, you know, they have four-minute-long instrumental. I guess what you'd consider interludes or parts of going, but they feel so integral as actual songs themselves. I think that the whole thing is just like. It's so beautifully crafted, this record. It's so perfectly paced and beautifully crafted and expertly just, you know, every note feels kind of purposefully chiselled in the way that it's supposed to be. It's um, it's really, really great. I mean, I think I've said enough about how great it is now, but it's great. Yeah, it's, it's
2: like, you know how Isis, Isis Oceanic had an 11-minute in, interlude and it's one of the greatest tracks on the album. And the way that just builds up again and leads back into the rest of the album is just magical.
1: Yeah, exactly that. Yeah, yeah, and, awesome. and it's well,
2: very it's the... very it's very hard to sort of take something off of Isis and not completely miss the point, which so so many other bands do. And yeah, they don't they don't miss the point.
0: I mean, you can't get more kind of glowing uh, appraisal than what those two gentlemen with me just said. So, I guess. Um, whatever you do after this podcast, make sure you do go check out that June album. It's June, uh, spelt D-V-N-E, by the way. Um, so that will probably help you find them a bit quicker. Uh, it is uh, immense. Uh, Jonathan, we, I kind of asked um, Stephen and Jonathan to pick a couple of bands each, and Jonathan decided to go all Italian, in his words. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to go with the band that I'm probably not going to butcher the name of quite as much first time out. Um, uh, these albums both came out, I think, last... Last week, yeah, uh, although this um this came out last week, anyway, tell me about um Fuoco Fatuo
2: yeah, so there is yeah italians yeah I mean they're two of my favorite records of the last that uh, the last sort of few weeks, and um yeah both both Italian bands and Italians seem to be really good at horror and psychedelia and um and who would have thought that from a country you know a country with such a strong Catholic tradition would be um would be not averse to being either trippy or this eerie sense of otherness um Froco faccio is kind of more on the horror side but it's also pretty psychedelic so this is i think it's their third album obsidian catabasis um they had previous albums called um the last album was called the viper Slithers in the ashes of what remains so this gives you a little bit of a sense they're basically basically they're a funeral doom band um like funeral doom is the most drawn out abyssal abyssal form of doom there is um and you get two forms of funeral doom you get the really sort of personal heartbreaking uh kind of funeral doom and you also get the vast cosmic cthulhu lurking in the outer regions seeping into your consciousness doom and that's exactly what this is uh so it's so it's got this sense of like just abyss and awe and it's one and it's probably not for everyone but I think um, but I still get really emotional reaction to it and it's got song titles such as thresholds of non-existence through eerie aeon so again it's got a very sense of journeying through a vast space um, where you don't really have all the coordinates for um but it's again it's a constant sense of awe but just um just awe at this kind of vast abyss churning abyss and but it still feels like you're moving through something and you like like in a very different way from June, but it's, you still get the same thing this sense of like constant unfolding wonder and again it has interludes you know that has three numbered interludes and so when it comes to this kind of cosmic funeral doom, I just think they're just absolutely brilliant at it. Um, the only other band with the other band that I love is a British one that does something similar called esoteric who've been around for like, God knows how long. And the main guy, Greg Choney is one of our big producers. Yeah, I've heard of esoteric. This is like, yeah, yeah, this, this is, um, this is what, this is clearly like one man's vision, um, in a kind of, you know, more from Northern their tongues kind of way. But, um, so and yeah just this um there's there's bands like skull also have those kind of similar you know last post at the um at the void kind of song titles and i'm just i'm just absolute sucker for that kind of music that just feels like you're going into the absolute beyond and you're going to lose yourself and you're going to become one with the universe and this record does it for me completely uh, many
1: many many years ago jonathan i think one of the first times we ever uh had a proper chat you made me skullflowers entire discography on a on three uh rewritable cdrs and i tried to all in one go and i thought i was going to puke up my own pelvis by the end of it because it's quite hard work my brain (laughs) yeah it was like a fried egg out of like dribbling out of my nose by the end of it they're they're
2: hard work um they they, they either are or they're not it's just like you it's like it's just like if your brain's tuned to that frequency it's music of the spheres and they became more and more abstract and freeform and um there's issues with the um main guy now that i won't really go into but um but no band can affect me on quite the sort of level that Skullflower do. But, um, but you can tell that Farraccio are coming from that tradition of this kind of vast, mystic tradition of just wanting to, you know, just wanting to take yourself to another kind of almost like mental plane of existence. And um, so, yeah, there, there, there is a comparison between the two. This is probably a little bit more palatable than Skullflower, but if if your brain's tuned to that frequency that Skullflower hits, they'll just you'll you'll just love it immediately. If not, you you're you're gonna wonder what the hell it's just this weird citadel in citadel above the cloud line, uh, skullflower. And um but it feels like yeah, this feels like some kind of weird like vast place beyond normal everyday consciousness that Froke Faccio are going into.
1: Yeah, I gave it a quick listen. I think the Skullflower thing is quite a good a good comparative point, actually, because, I mean, to be honest, I'm sitting here and it's a sunny day. I was eating a Cadbury's cream egg and, like, looking at Twitter and it's probably not really the best time to try and experience a band like that. But I was like, this obviously needs more, like, listens. And I think, I mean, I, when I did get in, I mentioned Skullflower, like, it took me a few listens. But, yeah, once you kind of attune your mind to it or you get into that kind of Mental space where this stuff sound good, I think it would be. I think it would definitely be an interesting, um, an interesting listen. I don't have much to say about it. I don't know if I think even I have more to say about than Merle, probably, but um, yeah,
2: yeah, so, I just feel, yeah, I just feel like music like this, and you know, I always like with Skullflare as well as you know, Froco Fetchu. It's like it's not like you're a fan of that band, it feels like a calling that you're called to it. Um, and yeah frokofetcher it, it'd be great for on headphones walking you know t- taking a nature walk at night vast vast you know clear night vast skies above um, and so it's a kind of a sense of horror but it's a kind of, but it's a sense of awe mixed in with horror and but also just it feels like it's emotionally cathartic as well too there's some warm tones to it that feels like it's going through something and um, and I remember when I when I interv- when I interviewed uh, C S R from Shamash, and we were talking about his um, yeah we were talking about his uh, ambient project. And sometimes music like that can actually be really affecting emotionally and help you get through stuff, dark periods, because it doesn't have in, in any emotional thing of its own, but it feels like an emotional space you can go through.
0: Wow. Well, you have been warned. Uh I guess once you uh you go and listen to that uh very affecting and challenging uh Fatuo album that is yeah, it's out right now. Um you might want a bit of a palate cleanser, which is why I uh I think I might go next with my pick for this show, which is uh Royal Destroyer, which is the new album by The Crown. Um now I had heard of these guys, kind of veteran Swedish death metalers but I can't say I'd ever really properly listen to them or engaged with them. Um, they were just a kind of name I'd seen bandied around uh, quite a lot in certain circles. Um, and then I read Dom Lawson's excellent review um, in a recent issue of the magazine uh, for this new record. And um, everything he kind of said about this album just made it sound like it'd be something that's up my street. I'm not like a die-hard death metal guy, but there are, you know, quite clear pillars of stuff within the death metal scene that I tend to gravitate around. Um, and uh, So yeah, I went and checked out this album, um, Royal Destroyer, and it is an absolute fucking beauty. I mean, I don't know what I thought The Crown sounded like exactly, but um, this is just, yeah, this is fucking it. Uh, so a bit of background on, for the, on these guys for anyone like me who didn't really have a clue about them. Um, they've, they've been around the scene for the better part of 30 years now. They released a couple of albums in the mid-90s as Crown of Thorns before rebranding as The Crown. Uh, they then released a slew of albums before breaking up in the mid-2000s. They reunited in 2009 and they've been kind of steadily churning out albums ever since then. Um, and I'd kind of say this record is uh, its definitely on the more melodic side of death metal. I don't know if I'd call it like a Death album, but there's a lot of elements of that in there. There's a lot of at the gates in there. Um, there's a track called Motor Death in that actually even reminds me a little bit of a Monomath in some of the melodies they're kind of weaving in there, um, but it's all it's mostly proper fucking full-on death metal, but it's all filtered through this kind of pure unadulterated prism of just heavy metal blood and thunder. This is like the most heavy metal album I've heard this year so far. Um, I've never been one for the kind of recorded inside a smelly sock inside a dungeon style of production that a lot of death metal kind of strays into i totally understand why it completely you know is necessary for that for that particular type of art but it's never been something that kind of jumps out to me as a style of production. And I think a big reason why I love this album so much is because the, is the production is made to sound so fucking huge. It sounds like stadium size, but it never loses any of that kind of null death metal edge at the core of it all. Um, the riffs all sound really beefy and massive. Um, and uh, uh, Johan Lindstrand's vocals, they're really kind of like bellowing and roary, but they sound very crisp and his lyrics never really get lost underneath all the riffs and all the the stuff that's going on. Um, And it's a very versatile album as well. Uh, Dom said in his review that this might be the most versatile album they've done, which is interesting because when I kind of go back and check out more of their stuff, I don't know if there'll be less things in there that appeal to me directly Um, but as well as all those kind of melodeath elements there's a lot of kind of full throttle thrash metal in there there's more methodical kind of chuggier moments there's there's a track in there called devoid of light which is this gnarled mutating blackened death metal track that's really epic and horrible and probably the kind of heaviest thing on there Um, there's even this almost quite emotional slower I don't know if I'm quite going to go as far as to say as it's kind of like a power ballad because it's still like a fucking metal track. Um, But there's a song on there called We Drift On, which is much more slower and uh, kind of melodic. And it's got this kind of whispered chorus in it that almost reminds me of some of In Flames' more uh, kind of intimate moments in their golden run in the 90s, which is quite interesting. Um, It's even got like a a cheesy kind of key change at the end. But it's it's so earnest and well put together that it really works. It's real kind of like light as in the air, heavy metal moment. Um and I've yeah, I've just kind of made quite a lot of melodeath references in this. I don't think I'd say this is a melodeath album, but there's a lot of those elements in there. There's all this kind of uh there's hooks all over the place. Um, it's brutal, uh, it's fast. Um even just the song titles as well are just they're so metal that you kind of just laugh out loud at them because they're just so over the top and ridiculous, but it's so earnest and well put together that you just fucking go with it. Like the songs are called like Baptised in Violence, Let the Hammering Begin, Motor Death, Full Metal Justice. I mean, it's ridiculous, but it's done so well that you just fucking go with it. Kind of like you do with bands like, like I mentioned, like I'm on a moth. Like it's, it's, there's a kind of earnest daftness to it, but it's so fucking good and it's so well done and it's only done in a way that people who truly love and understand this kind of music can do um and even though this is a death metal album to me this is like the consummate heavy metal album of 2021 so far and i'd honestly say that if anyone is out there who like doesn't really consider themselves a death metal fan but they just love heavy metal done really well go listen to this album because it's just fucking ticks so many boxes across so many uh aspects of the metal spectrum for me um, but it is still undeniably a kick-ass death metal record. And I fucking love it. I can't even remember the last time I heard a death metal album by a band I wasn't that familiar with that I really was so into. Um, you know, Jonathan talked about uh, kind of walking along a, in a kind of a clear moonlit sky in the woods. This album makes me want to jump on top of a thunder cracked mountain and swing a barlax around. It's fucking great. I fucking love it. Have you heard this one, Steve? I can't
1: tell by your reactions if you listen to it or not. No, but you're making me want to listen to it. Like, you did actually, I have to confess, because, you know, there's a lot of music to be listening to at the moment and we're all busy and whatever, and you mentioned this to me and I was like, at some point I'm going to listen to that Crown album because you were like, you know, you should listen to it. I think since, funnily enough, ever since we had the news of um, Elgie Petrov from Entomb Dying, I've been on a massive, like, early death metal binge. I've just been, any time I get a bit of free time, I've been listening to, like you know, loads and loads and loads of death metal. So I feel a bit silly for not listening to it and it does sound good. So I'm going to do that. Well, I can't say that, mate, because I haven't listened to Dune either and that's clearly one of the (laughs) The listens. That's the thing. There's all
0: these great albums. That's why we're doing this roundup. Um, On a kind of totally different bent. Sorry, Jonathan, are you still there? Because your camera's gone off, so I couldn't tell. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Is it? No, you're back. You're back. You're fine. We're good. You're back. What you said about the crowd, Jonathan?
2: Well, you know, there are two things in the world that maybe f- two things that make me feel everything's right with the world and it makes me feel reset. One is anything by Thin Lizzy and two is metal bands with really metal song titles. Like um, yes. Usurpic. You know, it just like for me that's not ridiculous. That's that's my ground zero. That's and, No, and I, I agree. I agree. And, and I feel that yeah, I just feel that that um that's what that's what we need to bring everything to snap everything back into place. You know, like I love metal I love metal titles with the word metal in it. Kill for Metal by Usurper is um, one of my favorite death metal songs ever. Um, yeah, so for me, that's just, that's my that's my reset. And the thing I like about this record as well is that it kind of hits the sweet spot between different things. So yeah, it doesn't have that kind of murky, archaic atmosphere of old death metal, but it has the groove of like uh, some old school death metal and the catchiness of it. And people forget that, you know, death metal was supposed to be really catchy. Uh, yeah. when it, you know you can lose that when everything gets too technical and sometimes it's a skill rare skill to hit something straight on the spot like say Asphix do um, but it also has that kind of pristine like I said yeah you know, that kind of really clear um, production and that pristine battery that bands like Aborted have but it's, it's neither one of those things it's, it has a real sweet spot in between like really chunky riffs you can just tell they fucking love death metal and they they're making death metal for death metal and um and yeah they just they just absolutely love it and um i love it too
0: yeah i i mean i honestly it's one of those things where you read a song title like motor death and you think how have we had 50 years of heavy metal and no one's put a song out like called motor death yet Like it's so perfect and they it's might, such might have a done fucking, yeah i'm sure someone has but like you know i doubt they did it as good as this because it's an absolute fucking banger of a track um let's go on to another of your uh italian picks jonathan and i'm going to try not butcher this name so apologies if i do tell me about uh la morte vienne dallo spazio
2: yeah another one another name i can't pronounce so uh another italian band obviously their second album trivial visions the first one was called sky over Giza. um fundamentally they're space rock but there's um there's a lot more going on in there um they've there's obviously you can sense a lot of the kind of atmosphere from um kind of italian sort of movies and italian prog as well obviously you know the classic italian prog band was um goblin who a band i'm massively obsessed with and so it's got that kind of like yeah slightly proggy constantly outward motion of um you know of like sort of psychedelia and it's got the kind of just the the whoosh of Hawkwind Um, and it's it's a bit more going on in this record than the first one Uh, and sometimes it feels like it's and there's a lot more kind of rocky elements in there as well sometimes it feels like a biker rock band but on Mars like you know you like a biker rock clubhouse but on Mars and um, it's just it's just vast and epic and um, really trippy and it's just everything it's just everything I love really What's interesting is
0: that it's got all those elements in it, and it's kind of that got that kind of Sonic Voyage vibe to it. And yeah, I looked at the album on Spotify, and it looks like it's only about forty minutes long, which is just kind of quite yeah. An in so and out it's fun, so, so funny.
2: It. So funny. After Doom, which was now an hour-long hour album that feels short, that feels shorter. This is like a forty-minute song in a really good way that feels longer. Has any? Have you heard it, Steve? I had a little listen to it um
1: it didn't grab me i've got to be honest it didn't really grab me um and maybe it's not meant to grab me i do this this might have been i mean i don't know if this is just my initial reaction to it but it was a little bit more kind of um i don't know it kind of it it hit a bit of the cheese factor slightly too hard for me it's quite kind of euroy it felt a little a little bit more overblown than my tastes tend to be i think
2: Right. Yeah. I mean, there's certainly like a lot of seventies elements and even the first, and you can hear actually a lot of parallels with, um, Aranzi Pazuzu and the, um, and the first riff on the album, um, the way it unfolds is very much like the first track on, on the last Aranzi Pazuzu album. So it's got that kind of spiraling into space kind of feel to it. And it it is not as immediate as the first album, but, um, Again, you need to sort of listen to it a few more times and and map it out. And there's a lot more going there's a lot more going on in this one than the first one. Um, but I love that kind of seventies analog vibe that um, they and Ranzi Pazuzu do. But it's also just they've got different reference points and and yeah, you you can hear sort of like you know Italian style prog and psychedelia in it as well as all the different space rock stuff and. Um, Again, it just it just feels like you are in a um you're in the seat of a spaceship and you don't really know where it's going, but it's it's but you're really loving the voyage.
1: Yeah, like I say, it didn't sort of grab me straight away, but I think like that thing of that the sort of super psychedelic y sci fi stuff is not something that I mean, there's not I'm trying to think of anyone who's ever done that that before that I really love. You know, so I feel like like its, it's odd because uh, that uh, Ramsey Pazuzu album from last year, I thought was amazing, but that felt quite extreme. Whereas I didn't think this felt—it it kind of lacked a bit of the the grit. I thought that the like the Ramsey Pazuzu album feels like you get dirty under your fingernails just from hearing it. You know, it's like a kind of yeah, it it, it, of, does, it, it a bit, felt a bit more clean. It's a lot cleaner and more clinical than that. Well, you know it, what I mean? Yeah, it,
2: it 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 well, it doesn't have that sense of dread. Um, but, um, but, you know, I grew up with 70s sci-fi movies like Logan's Run and, but also like Dark Star and, and, and you can, and I I love that kind of, and Barbaretta, I think it's probably late sixties, but I love the soundtracks of those music. And, um, if you, if you, if you love that, those kind of, those, those kind of electronic, slightly abstract soundtracks, that will also... It's a good key for getting into bands as spacey as like Magma, the French prog band, who are like one of my one of my favourite things in the entire world, and yeah. So so for me, just that, that sort of analog, spacey '70s thing is really it's in my, it's in my DNA, and but um, it it's just, again just the sense of just sort of wonder at everything and open endedness to it that I absolutely love well if that
0: sounds like uh your cup of tea go out and check out that album immediately it is that right now and you know it is it's 40 minutes yeah breezy 40 minutes if that's uh you know
2: yeah easy, listen, easy listen to, to sky that of geezer run. too because that, that's that's probably a bit of a better entry point which is only six okay. minutes uh
0: even less getting in and out no messing um this band to be honest before we started talking about dune i kind of thought that this next band was going to be the band that we might be planting the flag in and saying this is going to be the young band that kind of defines that could define this year um and i think it speaks volumes of how good that dune album clearly is that uh it's kind of been the one like i think people might take away from this the most but if you haven't listened to the pupil slicer album yet you really, really need to because they are undoubtedly one of the most exciting young bands in metal today. That kind of mathy, angular, crushingly heavy acerbic strain of uh punk-infused modern hardcore that Mr. Stephen Hill absolutely loves. I suspect you've got a lot to say about this album, haven't you, Steve?
1: I have, yeah. Lots and lots of things. So um this is The, the album's de-
0: called Mirrors, by the way, I should say, sorry.
1: Yeah, sorry, the album's called Mirrors, it is the debut album from the London based three-piece three piece let that sink in for a second when you hear this record there's only three of them um the last few years i think there has been a definite attempt which i or or not even an attempt i think people have probably been attempting it a while but i feel like when you look at bands like frontier fawn limbs maybe the latest car bomb album as well finally bands have taken the things that the dillinger escape plan or meshuggah have done and I've actually started to, there seems to be like a little bit of a, an upping of the anti in the extremity wise of, of that sort of thing. And whilst I wouldn't say Pupil Slicer are necessarily the same as bomb, for example, this record is so insanely chaotic and furious, again, for a three piece. And, you know, we've had, I guess, what you would kind of call Mathcore has been around since the kind of late 90s now. And when I was sort of in my late teens into my early 20s, and I became like just obsessed with Calculating Infinity by Dillinger, Botches, We Are The Romans, Rock and Roll Killing Machine by Drowning Man, um, Jane Doe by Converge, all those kind of absolute classic, like 300% density by Candaria, all those kind of classic early math core things. I think no one's really come along or, or couldn't come along and match those levels of intensity for a long time. And the last few years, bands have actually started to do things which I think could go toe to toe with the kind of the, the granddaddies, the big dogs of, of that type of music, the Dillingers and Converges and those sort of bands. And for me, even though this is a debut album, Pupil Slices mixture of uh, I guess, I guess like Dillinger and Norsem, um is just fucking amazing they go it, it, it is what that what you expect that music to be incredibly fast incredibly loud really technical turn on a sixpence but they've got th- that kind of nauseam uh helmet meets grindcore groove and chug to them when they go slow they're still intense i mean the the sort of the thing that you would imagine with an album like this is that they would be half an hour long and every song would just go all over the place and someone would be like screaming over the top of it full blown fast 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 off you go mathy crazy kind of um you know kinetic energy just bouncing off everywhere pupil slice i mean there's a song on it um called mirrors are more fun than television is the name of the song and there's and that song is amazing because they slow down and not many of those bands who are kind of influenced by grind and mathcore and hardcore and stuff they don't always they're not always that good at slowing down when they slow down it's like for a couple of minutes as a like instrumental you know breather or whatever but the intensity level even when they go slow pupil slicer is still It's so intense, like it never drops below an 11 out of 10 for the level of intensity that they're going for. And they they just write amazing riffs. They manage to find hooks in places where you just have no right to have any hooks. It feels like an army of guitarists just throwing their guitars at each other down an iron staircase. It is a fucking maelstrom of maddening furious technical mathy hardcore um, warp speed brutal as fuck but then it doesn't mean shit if you haven't got any songs and they've got actual songs actual songs that you will riffs that will stick in your head like vocal parts that you can pick up on and and i think that's a really really difficult skill and to do it on your first record as a three piece. Uh, I'm very, very, very impressed by this band.
0: People are really excited about this band. We actually have a big interview with them. They're the lead new noise in the current issue of Mount Hummer that's out right now. Dom Lawson did the, uh, did the interview and they're really interesting as well. Um, and yeah, people are really stoked on this band. And uh, as I said, to have kind of them in June releasing albums like this, um, both British as well, um, in the space of like a few weeks of each other is a very good indication of just how fertile the UK metal scene is, um, right across the board and from various different places right now. Um, yeah, it's fucking awesome. I mean, that's kind of the main, uh, swarm of albums, I guess that, um, we, we think if you're going to go listen to like, what do we do? Five albums, make it those five we talked about today. Uh, they're all absolutely, uh, stellar, from various various places across the spectrum of rock and metal um there have been some other albums that have come out this in the last few weeks that we should probably reference anyone got anything to say on the tomahawk record that came out
1: yeah i mean it's probably the uh it's the bit of a return to form it sort of sounds like the first one but not quite as good but the first one's amazing um but it does sound like the first one but there if you like tomahawk i mean and what's not to like i think you're probably quite like that it is good yeah definitely very fair. Yeah, um, I've
2: think... got, I've got a bit patterned out over the years. Um but this kind of this, <laughs> this one kind of brings me back. How could you get patterned out? How dare you? Um uh,
0: I think as well, quick shout out for the enforced album, uh Kill Grids. If you like kind of power trip esque uh kind of buzzsaw thrash metal um crossover vibes, that's a fucking great album, it's well worth your time. Um I was just think what else coming out. Here
1: Oh, yeah, go on. That's a great
0: record.
1: Yeah, it's a kind of, um, if you like uniform, who are sort of industrialised, like I guess kind of there's like a a sort of Venn diagram of Discharge, uh, Throbbing Gristle and something else, maybe like some kind of post-punk thing, um, all kind of squashed together. Again, very, very intense. But a very, very good record. That's called Staring at the Walls. I think that's out this week. New Arabrot album is out this week as well. That's really good. Um, it just sounds like kind of goth music, innit? You're a fan of them, Jonathan, aren't you? Presumably
2: of Arabrot. I mean, I've been a huge fan of them like from the very, very beginning. Yeah. Uh, they're just one of these bands that seems like there's something like the first EP they they put out. I rove just it's just so filthy sounding um it just sounded like yeah just kind of mystical but mystical by like some kind of like really dirt, like some really dirty tramp mystical that's like um <laughs> <laughs> dirty tramp <it> mystical <laughs> yeah it just looked like that's some, just like some like crazy wild guy uh making these mystical statements but there's so much going into that band. Like they're so well read um and it was really different from the for the norwegian scene it really freaked a lot of like even when i saw them playing in Final festival the, the, the other norwegians didn't really know what to make of them but you know this they've got so so many interesting themes and they're all about kind of you know perversion and transcendence at the same time so they reference a lot of really sort of those kind of perverse authors like george Bataille. um the sound has got cl- Cleaned up over the years, but they still, but that, but that element is still there. S- just such an interesting, dynamic band, and um, yeah. So I've been, I've been one of the biggest champions like from the very beginning. I absolutely love Arab Rock. Um, another great band uh, putting out an album in um, March is Wolver Nest. Very similar lines to La Morto Vienna dello Spazio, uh, with Theremin. Last time I saw them play, they just blew my head off. Uh, like. Kind of, again, sort of occulty, trippy um, and I just love a theremin, basically. And when the songs go whoosh, they really go whoosh. Can I chuck
1: um, a bit of a wild card as well, while we're here? Because it's been out a few weeks, this record, and it's not really got anything to do with metal, but I think... Can I guess what album it's going to be? Yes. Is it Arab Strap? It is Arab Strap, yeah.
0: Yes, go on.
1: Um, yeah, I mean, this album is... Absolutely incredible. I was never a fan of Arab Strap. They're an indie band, a Scottish indie band from the kind of late 90s who split up midway through the noughties. I'd never really listened to it before. The new record, uh, which I think is their second record since their reformation in 2016, is just absolutely... It is, it is amazing. If you are a fan of oh, just quite dark, gothy sounding music, um, th- this record is a bleak masterpiece it's fucking amazing wow and, there yeah, you go it's i think it's one of the it's i wouldn't just chuck it like i would say steven wilson album as well but that's a completely different thing i think arab strap will appeal to metal fans because it's really fucking bleak
0: i noticed it get mentioned on the um on the uh melt hammer readers group actually on facebook because uh we were i kind of asked people what were some of their favorite albums from uh, the last few weeks, so and that, that got up in there, so it's definitely appealing to male heads as well. Um, so there you go, what a roundup we've had for you. Uh, we've had the crown, a uh, Fuerco Fatuo, uh, Pupil Slicer, June, uh, La Morta Viendala Spatio, uh, Enforced Tomahawk, Arab Strap um everything else you've heard uh but yeah that is it for the show this week anyway hope you enjoyed all that loads of good stuff out there there is so much exciting stuff coming as well i hate to be the knobheads journalist who's talking about stuff that hasn't been released yet but they are some blinding albums we're going to be talking about in the next few weeks and months as well it's going to be a hell of a year for heavy music it already is Uh, and we'll be back next week on the podcast uh, don't forget to go pick up the latest issue as well and evanescence fans if you're waiting on that bundle that we've talked about it is coming i promise we're just trying to get everything in place to put it live so there will be an evanescence bundle up imminently uh, but in the meantime see you next week take care of each other and uh, stay metal everybody goodbye
2: bye, bye.